0: The Campaign of Marcus Portius Cato At the end of 196 BC, it was decided that, with a war in Hispania raging, a consul with a consular army of two legions plus 15,000 Latin infantry and 800 cavalry trans- transported by 20 ships was needed. Hispania was assigned to Marcus Porteus Cato, also known as the, the Elder. The Praetors Appius Claudius Nero and Publius Manilus were given Hispania Ulterior and Crater respectively, and the latter was to be ass- assistant to the consul. They were allowed to levy 2,000 infantry and 200 cavalry each to add to the legion each of their predecessors had in Hispania. A dispatch arrived from Quintus Manitius Therobus, the Praetor in Hispania Crater, announcing that he had defeated the enemy commanders Budar and Bustitius near the city of Truda. The former had been captured, and the enemy had lost 12,000 men. We had no record of what happened in Hispania Criter in 196 BC. In 195 BC, Cato sailed to Rhoda, a port in Massiliot. The people of the Greek island of Massila and Mercera were friends of Rome, and expelled the Hispanic garrison that held the fort. He then landed at Importiae in Amaris, an ancient town nearby, Port there were two settlements, one of friendly Greeks and one of the locals. He stayed there for three days to gather information, intelligence, and to start drilling his troops. He sent the redemptors, Roman merchants who followed the army, back to Rome, saying that the war feeds itself. And on leaving, Emperor he pillaged the enemy's fields at a time when the grain was ready for threshing and spreading. Terror and flight in all directions. Meanwhile Marcus Halivius the Praetor of Hispania Ulterior in for 198 BC was on his way from that province to Cato's camp with an escorted 6,000 men sent by Appius Claudius Nero. He had remained in Hispania after handing over his praetorship of the provinces of Quintus Manius Thermus in 196 BC because of a long and dangerous illness. Along the way he came across the defeated and defeated a large force of twenty thousand Celtiberians near an unspecific town of Iluturgi. The enemy lost twelve thousand men, the town was seized and all adult males were killed. Marcus Helvius and reached the Cato's camp, sent the escort back to Hispania ulterior, and returned to Rome only two months after the return of his successor, Quintus Manitius. He was granted an ovation, a minor victory celebration, instead of a triumph. A full scale celebration because he had fought under another commander's jurisdiction and returned to Rome two years after the expiry of his tenure in office. He brought back significant amounts of silver coins and uncoined silver. Quintus Minicius celebrated a triumph and brought back much larger amounts of silver coins and uncoined silver. The Illigerdis, in the north of Hispania Crator, a local loyal tribe was under attack. They sent three envoys to help the Roman asked for Roman help. Cato did not want to split his army and come to their help because an enemy force was near and a battle was impending. Since the envoys were distraught, he told them that he would help them and pretend to embark, pretended to embark 3,000 soldiers for this. The ambassadors were satisfied and left. Cato disembarked his men and went to the winter quarters three miles from Emperor. He sent his troops to plunder the enemy's fields marching them at night so as to cover as much distance as possible and place the enemies by surprising at dawn. There was to harden their freshly levied men. The enemy did not dare to venture out of these fortifications. Cato had decided to engage the enemy's camp, setting off at midnight. Again to catch the enemy by surprise, he went around to the rear of the camp, lined up his men at dawn, and sent three contingents to the camp ramparts. The enemy was surprised that the Romans were behind their line. Cato ordered the contingents to withdraw to, tr- to draw enemy out of their camp on the chase. It worked, and there was a forming ranks. Cato deployed a cavalry from its wings. However, those of the right wing were repulsed, and their retreat created panic in the infantry. Cato ordered two, pick- two picked contingents to go around to the enemy's right and that showed up their rear before the infantry became engaged. This made the battle more even because the enemy had to watch their rear as well. Still, the infantry and cavalry on the right wing became so dispirited that they started withdrawing, making it difficult for the Romans to hold their line. The left wing pressed the enemy back and the contingents at their rear were causing panic. A sword-to-sword fight started. As the troops were getting tired, Cato called in the reserve and the front was reformed. The enemy line was broken and they fled towards their camp. Cato now engaged the Second Legion. The Romans could not reach the rampart, rampant due to the stones and javelins being thrown at them. Cato saw that the left gate of the camp was thinly def- defended and it sent the uh, Second Legion there. It broke through and many of the enemies were killed. After the battle, Cato allowed his men a few hours rest, and then despoiled the fields in the area, which forced the settlement of locals in Emporé and those who had sought refuge there to surrender. Cato allowed them to return home, and, and they set off for Taraco. All the communities along the way surrendered, and by the time he got there, all of Hispania north of, of the river Ebro was subjugated. However, there was false rumors that he wanted to march on Terrendia. And that was already on his way, spread among the tribes of the mountains. Seven fourths of the Brestagi, who lived in the North of Hispania Crator, revolted. They were reduced to submission without any serious fighting. Cato returned to Taraco, and they rebelled again. And this time, when he defeated them again, he sold all their all into slavery to discourage further rebellion. Meanwhile, the praetor Publius Manilus reached into Terturian India with the army had taken over from Quintus Manitius. Joining it with force, the other Praetor, Appius Claudius Nero, had his Hispania ulterior. The reason why Mult- Milinius, who was sent to Hispania Crator as consular assistant, should campaign in Hispania ulterior and also take the com- command of the troops of the Praetor of the other provinces is unclear. Moreover, the mentioned rumour of attack on Turdentia by the Romans may not have been unfounded, and there may have been a mistake about who was going to lead it and which of the two Turandianas to attack. The Turandianae were considered the least warlike tribe and were easily defeated. However, they hired 10,000 Celtiberian mercenaries, meanwhile Cato worried by the ri- rising of the Burkestansi and possible uprising of many tribes disarmed all the peoples north of the Ebro. This caused resentment. He leveled the walls of the city in a day. All but one surrendered. Publius Manilis, who had uh, having a hard time with the Celtiberian mercenaries, asked Cato for help. Cato found that the Tridenti and the Celtiberians were in separate camps. The patrols of the former were defeated in skirmishes. Cato then sent three officers to the Celtiberians to offer them three choices: to receive double pay from the Romans, to return home with the guarantee of no reprisals, or to set a date and place for battle. The Celtiberians could not decide. Cato sent contingents to plunder the fields of the area that had not yet been attacked. Next, he marched to Singesti because he had heard that the baggage of the Celtiberians had not been left had been left there. As the Keltoprines still did not move, he returned with an escort to Ebro, leaving, the, leaving he whole of the army in the Praetor camp. Cato captured several towns with this small force. The Sedentiae, the Osteniae, and the Susentiae near the river Ebro went over to him. The Lentiti, fearing retribution by the tribes they had raided while Cato was away, remained in arms. Due to this behavior, Cato attacked them. He stopped his men just ha- less than half a mile from one of their towns. He left some of the contingents to the guard the camp, and advanced within the rest of the, around the other side of the town. He sent the native auxiliaries, who were mostly Sistani, (now allies), to advance to the city walls. When the Lazenti recognized them, and remembering that they had often raided in their fields, they opened the city gates and rushed against them. Cato entered the city with force through the open gate. Which the enemy had forgotten to close. The Lancetai had to surrender. Cato then went to the town of Virgium, which was a haunt for brigands who raided peaceful districts. The town leader, Virgiastantus, disavowed the, any complicity with them. The brigands had made themselves masters of the town. Cato told them to return to the town, making up excuses for their absence, and then seize the citadel while the Romans were keeping the brigands busy with their attack. The brigands found themselves with double threat of the Roman attack and the capture of the citadel. Cato seized the city and ordered them to ordered that the people in the citadel and that their relatives were to be set free and retain their property. The rest of the townsfolk were sold into slavery. The brigands were executed. After pacifying the province, Cato organized the operation of the iron and silver mines efficiently. This produced considerable revenue and made the provinces richer. He then went back to Rome.